Hello and welcome to Women Is Born Free podcast. This podcast is based on the belief that women is born physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually free. So I'm joined by a very special guest today, Amy Hopper. Um, I was saying to Amy, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to read out her LinkedIn bio, which I think tells you a little bit about what an incredible person she is. So she's a girl who founded a digital agency at 25, got hit by a car at 26, lost half her hair, shaved her head, grew her agency to a top 30 UK Google partner, had a spinal fusion, was wheelchair bound, sold her agency, rebuilt her body, hiked 600 kilometres solo around Europe, took to the speaking circuit, founded a mental health consultancy group, became a sports fitness model and now consults in wellbeing, marketing and performance. Amy, it sounds like you've had a life. (laughs) No one's ever read that back to me before. I mean, obviously I wrote it, but uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. Thanks. (laughs) It's, it's, I feel like it's sort of it to me. I read that and it sounds almost like it's sort of, um, I don't know, almost 10 lifetimes sort of rolled into one. Yeah, I mean, I, I have some days it does feel like that for sure. Um, it's one of those things that people I've been writing it and thinking, gosh, like, did this did this actually happen? Sometimes it feels a bit like a dream, but mm. um, but yeah, it's 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 certainly been character building for sure. That's what I would call it. <laughs> and I mentioned there, so you were obviously running your own business at twenty five, which even that in itself is sort of you know quite the feat I know when for me I think at 25 at that stage of the career you know up until then it's just getting up at work and things like that on time half half the struggle um let alone sort of running your own business so you had that which is obviously an amazing feat um and then you got hit by a car uh, at 26 which is awful I think to go through at all and you know especially running your own business I mean how did you feel at the time of that happening and how did you feel sort of after that gosh I mean yeah I think it, it was <sighs> I suppose it's that like the really really deep question to 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 get straight into but at, at the time I mean starting my business was sort of a it almost like I, I felt I I had to like I hadn't spent too long in in corporate but what I had done I was gone straight in 21 years old doing these 60 70 hour weeks as many of us done like wanting to prove yourself and just ended up with with burnout and ended up mm. having a break and it became very clear to me early on I thought you know what I, I can't do this I, I can't do this for the rest of my life um and there's a there's a much bigger story as to why I ended up founding AM marketing but I remember at the, the time of the crash thinking like it's only been a year and this this can't this can't be it like this can't I can't be 26 years old and this this be the end like I just simply won't won't allow it and I was put in a very very humbling position of and I'm really really glad that I have felt this because I feel it's completely changed my perspective on life but being there lying on the ground genuinely thinking like this is it Mm. like I'm done. I'm 26 years old and and I'm done. I'm not going to come back from this. I couldn't, I couldn't feel my legs. I could see this big wreckage of a a car that was next to me. Like my car engine was next to me. There were helicopters in the air. There were sirens. There were people running around all over the place. I was just being poked and prodded by doctors. And 
um, fire brigade were cutting a car with the big, you know, the, the scissor mm-hmm. things at seven. I just it was just there almost having this out of body experience, and your whole life does flash before your eyes. And I was there thinking, you know, what I you you don't think at that point. Oh, I'm really glad I got that report in last week. Mm. I'm glad I spent those those extra couple of hours after work. I'm glad I got whatever raise you think about your friends you think about your family you think about the time that you spent with them and and that's it that's that's what you think about and that's so that's what I was experiencing at the literal time and then everything after that I just thought you know what I I have to live my life with this new perspective now I have to move forward thinking okay this I'm going I have to do my own thing and I can't work on anyone else's terms. And so when it comes to the point where it is my time to go, I know that I've lived a full life investing in the things that were important, not in the sort of frivolous, um, superficial elements that we all seem to chase. Mm. It's, it's so interesting you said that because when you started, you know, initially talk about your early career, like 21, you're, work, you're overworking, you know, working these 60s hour week and you said to prove yourself. And then you had this like horrific, you know, life changing experience happen. And then you're sort of, you're like, this isn't going to be the end. But for that moment, you know, there was a moment where you thought, my God, this could be the end. So you've had this complete change of perspective. Presenteeism actually costs businesses twice as much as absenteeism. If you have this culture where people feel that they can't be, they can't be honest about not coming in, whether it, whether they need a mental health day, whether it is Mm. um, due to those who menstruate. Um, and need to take a day off it it's yeah it should be seen as your wellness is is imp- more important yeah that makes a lot of sense I mean I didn't know it was like that cost companies as much um but yeah that actually makes a lot of sense if someone's not able to do the work but they don't want to get told off I know that sounds funny because we're talking about adult and workplaces yeah <laughs> get told off um so they're coming in anyway it's like yeah they're there it's almost yeah, yeah that does make sense exactly because I'm trying to get um with TOA I suppose an element of it is trying to see like wellness as a as actually a cost-saving exercise like you mm. you invest team as a cost-saving exercise you're gonna have less turnover rate less recruitment fees less time spent training new people because you've had means you can recruit the best talent because they want to work there uh, you haven't got tired people working on clients and potentially making mistakes because you made them overwork or you mm. given them too much work. And generally, ha- happy people are, I think there's a, a study done at Oxford Business School, happy people are 13% more productive, just as a, just as a base standard. So, Yeah, it makes sense, like having more energy. And mm. I was going to ask, because you're, you know, we talked about you, getting hit by a car and sort of having that situation where you, you know you're like really like am I going to make this and then also it's once they sort of being wheelchair bound and um having the spinal fusion I mean how did you heal from that and you know that can be physical and all kind of other kinds of healing as well um oh gosh stubbornness <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think for me that like there is definitely it's all about mindset so mm. I don't want I don't want to give this perception to anyone listening that it was you know that I'm like some sort of superwoman that doesn't have bad days like there were a lot of bad days 
Mm. And there still are. There are days I don't, I don't get out of bed. There are days where I just think, you know what, I cannot do today. There are days where it is my goal for the day is to have a shower and to make a couple yeah. of ankles. Let's let's just sort of set that as as, as a base. Mm-hmm. But, um, but for me, I I had read every single self help guide in the library. I had sort of tried ogre. Yeah, I had tried yoga ashrams, I had um, done every supplement, I had meditated and done affirmations and basically tried absolutely everything and and realised that when people came to me, they'd be, oh, how do you get through it? And there's sort of this this British, oh, well, you know, you just put put one foot in Mm. front of the other. But I realised that that wasn't actually true. I inadvertently created a system. And it was a system that worked for me personally, but also worked within the context of business. And so being able to still achieve your goals through challenges. And then that's the system that then then went into TOA. And that's the TOA system. And those are, that's what then went on to create all the workshops and what we implement in, in companies today. So it was very much at, about having a structure, a really, really set structure and focusing on what I could do what I'm not on what I couldn't do that that was key like not focusing on oh well I, I can't walk and I can't do this and I can't do that but like okay I can't walk and I want to hike again I can't hike at the moment but what can I do okay well I can use my wheelchair and I can I can perhaps walk to the end of my parents drive and back mm. and then maybe tomorrow I'll be able to walk to that that lamppost and back and then maybe in a couple months time I'll be able to walk a little bit around the shopping center and then use my wheelchair afterwards. And when it gets too tough and then just by, just by doing, okay, what can I do today? Not what can't I do today? It was a huge mindset. Mind was a huge mindset shift um, and practicing a hell of a lot of patience and a hell of a lot of kindness mm. to myself. And when you so were just, kind of doing them, I guess almost incremental, you know, getting to the lamppost and things like that, in terms of like what was motivating you and stuff like that, was it the big picture kind of vision or was it, it was the big picture vision? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always been, um, I'm a strategist, sorry. So it's, it's it, I've mm. always been big picture anyway. Mm. Like it's just, but it was very much, uh, and also I'd say at the time is that we were in lockdown. So I had my spinal fusion and then a couple months later, we all went into, the world went into lockdown. So I had no physio or, or or physical therapy after a couple of weeks and had to do it all myself. So for me, it was actually, it was easier to be still and it was easier to focus on myself and the healing because the world had stopped. Mm. I think if the world was still going on around me, I'd find it harder because it would almost feel like I've got the fear of missing out or I, I need to rush. Whereas because everything had stopped, um, it was... I did I did find that um a help I suppose in in the healing element um and because I was not rushing myself to get anywhere because we couldn't go anywhere (laughs) Mm. funny you say that actually yeah because I guess if it's literally just yourself you know we're in lockdown it almost makes it easy to go at your own pace because you're not aware (laughs) you've got no one else's paces sort of around you exactly exactly um but for me it was it was again that the same I remember thinking the same thing I did when I had the the big the big car accident is that this isn't I cannot this cannot be the end of me I mean I had that spinal fusion at 31 and just thinking this it has to work so it's going to work 
and that's it. Mm. And and of course I had those days where I thought, oh my god, it hasn't worked, and the pain's back, and but um, yeah, a hell of a lot of of perseverance and and mental, just mental pushing. And um, those days. And I was going to ask, like, what does because you mentioned like the stiff English kind of like, oh, you know, just get on with it, and you know, even I won't go into it too much, but we see in that generational divide at the moment of you know older generations sort of you know like that still that thing of like getting on with it and then the more like younger generations are like you know we need to feel our feelings and things like that and yeah. sort of, uh, <laughs> the snowflake and baby boomer kind of attack of, of either side um but you you know you kind of mentioned that it wasn't just put in one foot in front of the other and kind of like you know keep calm and carry on I mean what does resilience sort of mean to you like what would you say your your definition of resilience is that's a really good question so I have this um I have this story that I teach at the beginning of every single TOA workshop and it is the and it's the story of the 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 buffalo and the cow Mm. and I can't remember who originally where I originally saw it but it's essentially that you have these big plains in America and um they have huge huge storms and there's two animals that graze there's a buffalo and the cow Mm. and there are when the storm comes the cow sees the storm and thinks oh gosh it's a storm and then it starts to run okay and run away and of course cows aren't very fast animals <laughs> traditionally <laughs> so the the storm catches up and the cow gets rained on the cow keeps on running it's getting rained on it reaches the hot storm and it and it gets very very wet the buffalo is very different because the, the buffalo sees the storm and it runs towards it mm. And yes, the buffalo will reach the storm quicker. It will be rained on quicker. It will reach the heart of the storm quicker. But while the cow is still running, still being rained on, the buffalo's reached the other side and it started to graze in the sun again. So for me, this idea of resilience um, that's been somehow quite sort of, for me, quite toxically warped as mm-hmm. this, uh, the definition of resilience that used to be very much push it down, suppress it, don't talk about it, don't think about it, carry on, which, you know, it's, it's going to come out somewhere at some yeah. point, or it's going to come back to you tenfold. For me, the idea of resilience is goes hand in hand with almost the idea of surrender, that I have this feeling, I have this emotion, I need to tackle this head on, I need to feel this and I need to process this so that I can instead of being rained on I can be on the other side grazing as quickly as possible and that that mantra and that idea is is definitely for me um what's what's got me through a lot of a lot of things I also think it requires much less energy Mm. it requires much almost like you actually require less resilience if you if you just tackle the emotion head on you just feel it and you and you allow your body to process it because you, it requires so much energy to ignore to suppress to to keep keep trauma and keep those emotions stored in your body and go go every day with it in the back of your mind reminds me there was that kids book when I was younger it was like we're going on a bear hunt and there were all these like obstacles and they're like we can't go around it we can't get over it we have to go through it, <laughs> it yeah like- exactly <laughs> 
That's brilliant. I love that. That's great. It's great. I, I remember reading it when I was like five or six, and now I look back and I'm like, whoever wrote this book knew they was yeah. <laughs> they knew something about life before um, their time. Before their time. Before, yeah. <laughs> I think you also made a really you made a really good point there about this sort of like snowflake versus Gen Z or bashing heads. And I think that we have been used to be doing we've been used to doing business a certain way Mm. and working a certain way. And that has been you start young and you do your time and you cut your teeth and you do your 60, 70 hour weeks and you burn yourself up out and you and and that's just the way it was I mean like this idea of that well that's just yeah. how it is yeah exactly. and I think I did it and other people need to do it too yeah I should do it exactly I think there's that's the issue is that you, you always get that with the older generations have it almost like a well I did it so you mm. you should have it. and that's it with with many businesses actually rely on people overworking and and knowing that they're going to do extra hours out of their contract and they and the business rely on that to to succeed i have many many friends in finance who are still still in their mid-30s doing 16 hour days wow i mean they get the paycheck that goes along with it but if you think about being able to invest in hobbies or dating or family life just just it's just not it's just not there so um, when Gen Z are coming up and saying, or any of the younger generation is coming up and saying, you know, we're not, this is not okay. There's obviously going to be that backlash, which will, will, yeah, will come across. Like you're a spoiled brat. We did it. Why yeah, did you do it? Sort of exactly. thing. It comes across as a personal attack because suddenly all these companies are realizing we actually have to change the fundamental way we run our business in order to attract the best talent from these younger generations, mm. which is hard obviously people don't like change it will be for the best but there's going to be some some um some yeah <laughs> bumping of heads there I think yeah definitely it's interesting I was thinking about this today actually it almost links in with the it's almost that environmental issue as well of moving more you know from it's all about the end result like I'm gonna work my ass off just mm. for however many years um and burn myself out but at the end of it I can retire and I'll have money and whatever else it is like have this thing um yeah but it's almost like with sustainability it's almost like you know especially if we think environmental it's not okay to be like oh I need to I don't know cut down this tree because I'm gonna get this at the end because now we're kind of having to think more about the process itself and it's interesting how that's kind of like in the workplace as well mm, yeah I think it was as well because you know it used, it used to be that you people had the same job mm. and the same job all of their life and the job is kind of what defined you as a person whereas now we're entering into a time where how you define yourself uh is is so much more than than your job role mm. or, and your career so the importance and and, and we're also where where a lot of the jobs that people have don't even exist while they're at school yeah they don't even exist university and most people will end up with sort of maybe five or six different careers throughout their lifetime now rather than just the one mm. so um yeah the importance of one's career is much less um and I'm, I'm glad we're in a, we're in a nice it's an it's a in, very interesting change but that's part of what I do is is help companies navigate that mm. and I know you, you mentioned a bit there yoga I feel like yoga 
I feel like yoga is socially acceptable now, like very socially acceptable. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> enables, so as I've explored as well, like more kind of spiritual things. Um, what am I doing at the moment? I've been going to Kundalini in Sydney, which has been very good. Mm, nice. Yeah. yeah. Energy healing. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. There's more, so more people I know are definitely getting into these sort of alternative healings and spirituality and things like that. In some, like when I used to be more in insurance, um, and even maybe advertising media I'd say as well actually a little bit of maybe it's a bit taboo where you might not mention you know maybe people some people do mention it or some people don't and it's still a little bit of like a yeah, I remember going on a spiritual retreat and I just told everyone it was a yoga retreat because I was just <laughs> embarrassed about it <laughs> um but how I mean how do you kind of like integrate the two or do you know do you kind of find that you integrate the two the sort of like corporate world and then this more esoteric sort of spiritual spiritual stuff as well that's a a really really good question so I tend not to put any pressure on saying to people oh we're going to integrate yoga or we're going to Mm. integrate spirituality or so for me what one of the key key things I do within any company or team or individual when I'm working with them is like we work out what makes them happy and we work okay. out what, what we work out what lifts them. So because what lifts someone may drain someone else, and everyone's different. So I mean, for example, we're taking yoga as an example here, but I've worked with people where the idea of doing yoga would would just it just doesn't lift them whatsoever. It would actually drain them, and it would actually make them feel bad. It would actually have an impact, a negative. Oh wow! Impact. Okay. So for me, it's not about saying specifically oh well we're going to bring a yoga instructor in and everyone's going to do yoga because that's that's not going to work it's it's about thinking okay well what makes you what lifts you individually and how are we going to integrate that and for some people that may be more something spiritual that may Mm. be kundalini meditation yoga um whatever they 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 find gives them that that boost for other people it could be something as simple as going for a walk um doing some cooking playing guitar spending time with their with their pets and that's their own that's their own sense of of grounding Mm. so so what i do is not try not to place um my my idea of what helps me onto anyone else or project that out but help them find their own way that's really smart um, I remember years ago dating someone and I was I remember I was like I, let's talk about feelings I want to talk about feelings and I just saw this look of pain on this man's face and I realized I was like oh my god like for some people talking about feelings and psychology and all this stuff is as painful as it is for me to like talk about trains or like I don't know numbers or things like that where I just like you know it, like my whole brain's like oh I don't want to talk about you know I hate stuff like that like mechanical and buildings and stuff yeah. it's not for me in at all but I was like oh for some people talking about psychology and feelings and spirituality is yeah. just as painful exactly I think one of the the big examples that I see all the time and completely splits a room when I'm doing a workshop is cooking like half uh, the room yeah. half the room cooking lifts and cooking is something that they love doing and they do to 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 can even like bit it's normally bigger picture like oh yeah. I want to make something I want to create something out of all of these elements and for other people cooking is a chore and eating is a chore <laughs> and they're not big on food and they and for them it's just something that they have to do every every day 
so yeah so then so then say for say for example if that company were to say oh we're going to do an online cooking course together as, as part of the world <laughs> that just wouldn't work <laughs> yeah yeah I'm definitely yeah I, I, I always find it strange when people say they cook to relax or they have people around for dinner to cook to relax and for me that's terrifying absolutely the most stressful <laughs> thing um so I think um integrating spirituality into workplaces I think very much if if the, if the c-suite team owner ceo if they're very um sort of spiritual people you tend to find that they they hire yeah people that are on the same, way, the same wavelength and that's when it, it's much easier if you're going to do that but yeah for me it's very much more of a unique individual thing and I work more with people with what makes them happy on a individual basis rather than um yeah projecting of my own any of my own views onto it I think that's very good advice I'll stop gifting crystals to people I think <laughs> just just put some if you, gonna, if you are gonna gift a crystal to someone like it that's that's a that's uh you know what I'm thinking of you and <laughs> clearly gift giving is one of your love languages and I I have and I thought of you while I have bought this and and here you go and that's something to be treasured regardless of whether they subscribe to to that um idea or not yeah that's very true that's very true communicating it and um, yeah you mentioned a little bit before about surrender and mm. you know like the the buffalo and the cow example of like I'm going to surrender to this I guess I don't know terrain and environment and obviously like you know adaptability and stuff is sort of the key to our survival <laughs> as a species that's very big picture there. but it's um surrender is a funny one because it's you know if we if we take covid for example and that experience i think surrender you know it's hard like how do you kind of balance surrender and productivity because i guess you can see you know if we take covid for example um you had some businesses they really I can't there was an example I can't remember it off from my head now but some businesses really like just don't divide uh, diversified and were like okay we're gonna do this xyz and even on the individual level it's sort of like you know do I just accept this situation and just do nothing or do I talk you know you have to fight against this and kind of like find a way to achieve my goal even though there's this mass you know epidemic or pandemic even so how do you kind of like balance that productivity with surrender hey that's a really good question and I'd like to pick up on something you said about I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do nothing yeah I think there's this idea that that surrender equals do nothing what <laughs> <When, laughs> white, white flag like, lie down yeah almost almost like you've got like either I'm gonna fight or give up and like those are the two <laughs> and there's nothing in the middle <laughs> yeah that's true yeah it's, it's a lot more gentle than that <laughs> so for me, it's, for me it's um surrender does not equal giving up surrender for me is it's it's purely about realizing and accepting that um we have very little control over over what happens to us in life it's not like the the universe is here making things happen to us because we've been selected to for it to be nasty too in some way everyone gets mm. given their own their own battles and their own challenges so it's the acceptance of okay well I'm going to come across challenges in my life that's just and change challenges and change those are the things I need to accept uh, but it's also saying 
in in those situations i'm not going to force any perceived idea or positive negative on the outcome right okay so i'm not i'm not going to say if this doesn't happen it's going to be awful this has to be this is this has to be how it comes out this is the outcome and this is my definition of success Mm. and it's much more of a okay well this is this is this has happened what can i do in this situation what 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 can i do how how can i move forward what can i learn from this this thing has come my way perhaps it's a challenge perhaps it's great i'm either i'm either going to succeed grow or learn Mm. probably probably everything yeah there is and it's the idea of thinking okay well there's no surrender for me is like saying there's no failure yeah there's there's only growth there's only learning or 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 a success in some way and it comes from the the fact of there was a point in during covid in which i had lost everything Mm. everything i had lost my my health my body i had we were in the midst of a global pandemic my my business had had reduced significantly and then um four months after my spinal fusion i i lost my um husband and business partner to suicide so that then like we were uh, started a chain reaction in which i almost lost my house i can remember being in this position where i like got okay my home my body my my partner like i've it's, it's all gone after eight years of running this company and a decade in my career of working and striving like just like that within the space of a couple of months so being in that position of just okay like rock 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 bottom complete rock bottom never never been lower and a few months later actually having a, I remember I can remember when I had it and I was stood in my parents garden and it was a beautiful warm day there were loads of bees around there were so many flowers blooming and I decided to plant some vegetables mm. which I then saw growing over the next few months after that and I suddenly became happy like I was happy to see these vegetables growing because I I was contributing, I felt like I was making mm. something, and realizing that that I that I had surrendered and gone. I can't I can't change anything. All of these things have happened. So what can I do? And at the moment, I can get up, I can eat, I can have a shower, and I can go and water some lettuce. And and it just mm. took me back to beautifully grounding simplicity and which I was then able to build very, very strong foundation on, which I was then able to create a structure on, which I was then able to move forward and, and grow my life again. So so now anything that comes, I just think, okay, well, we've got to be the buffalo, we've got to we gotta get we've got to process this, we've got to get through this challenge. Um it is it is what it is. And it, it has it, this has to be done. I cannot I cannot choose to do this. I always have a choice. It, this would be a great outcome. I'm going to try and manifest this, or this is my affirmation to, for, for this. But I've also been in times where I've I've created an affirmation of how I'll, perhaps I would like a situation to 
how I would like a bigger picture or success to look like. And actually by trying not to control it and surrendering to the outcome that it's actually turned out better than I ever could have imagined. Mm, that's incredible. And I, I guess when you said, you know, not sure how things turn out, it's almost, I'm sure at that time you're thinking, oh, I need to grow this huge amount of money or this business again, or this house or whatever it was. And it's in, so interesting that actually, you know, the learning or that moment of surrender was in that you would just grow vegetables, which probably were never like a huge goal of, you know, wanting to grow vegetables. But then that was actually, you know, that realization, like that little step. Yeah, absolutely. And is there was this beautiful, beautiful quote that I found by St. Francis of Assisi, where it says, start by doing what is necessary, mm. then do what is possible. Suddenly you're doing the impossible. And it really is that idea of like that tiny, tiny step every day is a marathon over time because, yeah. because it, it really is. Um, yeah, if you, I think so much of the anxiety that we feel in life and the pressure we feel on lives is the pressure that we put on ourselves to to achieve a certain thing or to be a certain way or to to have a certain success and most of it is defined by other people's definitions or other people's expectations on us or or how mm -hmm. we feel people other people are judging us yeah um, whereas it's just there and i just thought okay well i'm just here concentrating on myself and growing some vegetables and that's it and suddenly realizing okay okay this this but on a on a mm. it's interesting because I think we can think that um you know it's always starting again if you're like oh, I had this and then I lost it or that changed and it's starting again like I've had so many careers in my life and you think oh it's you're indecisive or it's starting again but actually if you look at it it's like a you keep the lessons and b mm. there are like incremental changes because often you're not gonna you know if you're like wanting the dream job or whatever you're probably not gonna go from something you hate to your dream job it yeah. may well who knows I don't know but often it's like yeah. actually incremental figuring out what you want and learning yeah. to not listen to what other people want for you and this whole like process rather than being like I know I want to do this and waking up and just doing it yeah exactly and when people when you're talking about life lessons we don't actually learn through age we learn by going through challenges mm. So you may think that like the the older you get, the wiser you get. No, no, no. It's just that as you grow older, you've gone through more challenges and come out the other side. And that's why that's why you're wiser. It's nothing to do with it. If you sat if you sat in a room and did nothing for a year, you'd be older, but you wouldn't be wiser at all. That's very true. So so, you know, me who collects trauma like Pokemon, that's why I'm so wise. <laughs> You wise when you're You're like, I want to collect something else now, please. And my uh, sister, oh, you're so wise for your years. And I'm like, it's trauma. <laughs> yeah, it's when you feel stronger and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to learn any more lessons, please. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no more lessons. My character is built. Thank you. Thank you, Trauma. <laughs> and thank that brings me like when people say the phrase, um, oh, what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, which is just such an awful phrase I know I know it's, it's just so bad like it, it just one it implies that if you've gone through something you have to learn something from it which sometimes you don't sometimes there is just pain. Is rubbish sometimes, yeah 
yeah, sometimes things are just rubbish. You could it can be rubbish. You can feel that it's rubbish, and that's perfectly fine. You don't you don't have to learn anything mm. from it. And also, it implies this idea of of almost like the the trauma was the reason or the challenge was yeah. the reason that you are now the way you are almost like it gives it give it takes away your power yeah and, I mean like that was the reason that you've now been made this this person that you are and actually no it was just a catalyst to show you what was already inside you that was already available to you um sorry that's my little rant about that first. no that's that's very true that's very true and that's all we've got time for. I was just going to ask you finally a question like to ask, mm. when do you feel most free? When I am hiking. Oh, I love that. Love hiking. Yeah, when yeah. I'm hiking. And um, actually there was a time when I had very, very severe PTSD, even to the point of having physical PTSD symptoms. Um, I knew it was almost calling to me. I knew I had to get back to the Lake District. It's, wow. It's just, oh, it's just this gorgeous place in the UK. And if, I don't know if you've, ever been and I love just, it oh god it's just it's and it's it's how it was thanks to the efforts of Beatrix Potter it, it's it's all owned by the National Trust pretty much and it's it's unadulterated unbuilt on and how it was sort of thousands of years ago so I went there um and within a week I no longer had the physical symptoms anymore just because of spending that pure amount of time in just pure nature with clean air and um yeah there's it, there's nothing more um wonderful I feel than just being am, amongst any sort of nature or mountain or or water that that to me is just absolutely wonderful but a friend of mine she said I'm not going hiking with you I hate it so there we go always awareness awareness oh, yeah always awareness always awareness I'm like that's that's fine that's fine we can just go out <laughs> and, and just finally where can people find you so people can connect with me on linkedin um, at amy hopper or toagroup.co.uk i'd be very happy to message and uh, answer any questions anyone has well thank thank you so much amy it's been lovely having you on and hearing quite the story but uh yeah like very very inspiring and also very realistic as well I, I don't feel <laughs> thank you thank you yeah so thank you very much for coming on you're welcome it's been a pleasure